Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. The best way to interact with me and Nick is go to the High Clean, Hyper Clean Specialist Group on Facebook. We're having a lot of fun there. Thank you to everybody in the community. That has been hopping in and interacting with us. It's super fun. Tonight, I'm diving into some Boulevard Brewing Company Space Camper. It's a cosmic IPA. They say it's juicy, it's a hop, and it's a blast. So here's to the community pub. And here's to a nice ice cold IPA. Welcome, everybody. Joe Clean, Dustin, good to see you guys. Uh, Lucas, and we got a first timer tonight, Brian. Welcome, brother. Introduce yourself. I'm Brian Mildren and DIY Marine and Auto Detailing. And uh, I guess I became a, I just recently became a distributor of HyperClean with you guys. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. I, I did, and the first one of the first questions I asked you when we started talking is, I mean, DIY, that's a that's an interesting name to be a professional place, but then having DIY in your name as so explain that for everybody in the community. It's a, I'll try to make it a quick story. Um, so I used to own another detailing company called Modern Image Mobile Detailing for about 15 years. We uh, I closed that and got a partner and opened a company called DIY Marine, which is a marine supply store. But we continue doing detailing on boats, uh, kind of like contract work and stuff like that. Um, then everything, when ceramics came out, we kind of got back in the cars and we changed the name DIY Marine and all detailing. And it's just always, uh, we just kept the name because everyone knows it's that. Uh, but we are now, it kind of works out because now we're moving in with uh, selling products. So we're trying to get the DIYers, you know, the weekend warriors, guys at home yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I have the name uh, in the long run. So I'm glad we didn't change it. Yeah. But it's kind of like, unique there, right? Yeah, it's different. Yeah. You know, people call us DYI and stuff like that. So <laughs> you sipping on anything tonight? Uh, yeah, I got me a, a dogfish head, slightly mighty. It's a, actually a local brewery that got bought out by, um, uh, what is it, Samuel Adams a couple of years ago, I guess. So it's a very large brewery now that's local. <laughs> yeah, what, what do you say, dogfish head? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is a that is kind of a pretty decent-sized brand. I didn't know they were local up to you guys. And they got All bought right. out by Sam Adams? That's cool. Yeah, customer of mine, um, he's one of the largest uh, bean like uh, distributors of beans and stuff like that and vegetables. And I actually met the guys about 18 years ago or so in his office. And there were just a couple guys brewing beer in their, you know, garage pretty much like everybody else did. And uh, they've the facility is huge. I mean, it's 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 amazing facility to have in Delaware now. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't think that's far too much far different than boulevard and some of these other brands that you know guys just started brewing yeah. up beer and next thing you know they they get a loan and next thing you know they're they're selling stuff next thing you know some other big brand comes in and swoops them up and you know they they've done a good job yeah it's the it's the goal right i'm i'm, I'm for sale if you know any big companies i want to buy it <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know you're brewing beer <laughs> oh hey we'll do anything <laughs> I do have uh, I do have some beer out in the garage that's in fermentation that uh, hopefully soon. I told my wife the other day, I was like, golly, we got to get that out and get it into some bottles so we can start drinking it. It's 
summertime. Yeah, summertime, and it's a wheat ale, so it should be good. I, I think we're going to put some mango in it and uh, have a good time with it. It should be delicious. Yeah. Maybe we'll have it ready when we make our, our, our July 4th little party, which we like to have. You guys ever do? Are you guys big July? Anybody big July 4th people? I mean, I'm a huge July 4th guy. I love fireworks, cookouts. Uh, I'm always on the, the in the neighborhood. We do a little cookout and have everybody go out. And I'm always responsible. I got in trouble. I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, I started smoking barbecue. And now every time I have to go smoke bar, I mean, every time I'm the guy that brings the brisket or, you know, ribs or whatever. So Brian, you're kind of a cooker too, aren't you? I think. Yeah, I enjoy uh, when I have time barbecuing and grilling and kitchen cooking and all of it. So I want to, it's a definitely an enjoyment, you know, it's just time to do it this time of year. Yeah, definitely. Lucas, brother, how's the week been? Did I see uh, pictures? Did you go on a little, uh, little, little date with your wifey or something? It looked like, wasn't there some, you were slicked up and, and all dressed up, weren't you? Oh, that was a picture taken earlier this year. It was mm. the last picture I had with my wife, but today's her birthday. So I had to do the the typical sappy husband post, you know. Hello. Did you say January was the last time you took a picture with your wife? <laughs> well, that she would approve of. Oh, okay. I was like, wow, man. I, yeah. You know, because girls, if you post a picture that you know isn't approved, then then you can get in trouble. Why would you post a picture of me where I look so disgusting? Well, I don't know, because I thought you were pretty. Exactly, right? That's what I said, too. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you looked good. I don't, what are you talking about? Where'd you guys go? What'd yeah. y'all do? Uh, tonight, we went to Wahlburgers and had dinner and a couple beers and then came home. And she wake, wakes up super early for work, so she just went to bed. And now I'm, oh, hey, I got time to go on the podcast. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, you a regular burger guy? What, what's your burger? What do you go with? Like a traditional cheeseburger with bacon. Mm, that sounds delicious right about now. I really, really like uh, barbecue bacon burgers. We got one place around here that does it with like haystack onions and a fried egg. And it is, it is delicious. I mean, I'm all about the fried egg on a burger, but I can't do barbecue sauce. It's like something I've never been able to transition over to outside <laughs> of barbecue. I can't do it. I get it. I get it. It's a strong flavor. Well. I bet you Dustin likes a good burger. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I take mine kind of plain, though. Just a nice burger, no cheese, and uh, some tomatoes and lettuce, man. That's how it's that's how it's done. But, Lucas, my wife's birthday is today as well. No way. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we were tell supposed her I said to happy go. birthday. <laughs> I will. Happy birthday to yours as well. We were I'll supposed to go out to dinner tonight, but uh, – somebody got stuck at the shop late and uh mm. all that good stuff so didn't uh -oh, make it to dinner tonight yeah well yeah it is what it is now nah, <laughs> she she's at the gym so we, we both have busy lives so we'll make up for it some other day this week <laughs> oh yeah Dustin, you guys are like regular gym people right like you, you guys post photos together inside the gym yeah, man. Uh, usually, she's a little more regular. She's seven days a week. Um, I'm more like three to five. Uh, it just varies, but yeah, we like it. Just stay nice and in shape. There's a gym here that I like to go to, and it serves uh, 
serves cold beer and um, <laughs> you can you can get drinks at the same time you can get regular uh regular other drinks also i now it's funny i love it when people change names of bars to you know that's that's what this bar is called is the gym like <laughs> it's genius there was there's one that it was super funny uh my sister when she went off to college um my parents saw some you know receipts and some stuff come through out of you know and it was called the library so she was telling people that she went to the library Your sister went to western <laughs> that is hilarious i like me that. and my brother go to the library all the time down in kalamazoo when he was at western yeah i mean it's it's genius it's a genius idea it right is. next to a, a college put in a bar called the library like <laughs> you gotta do it <laughs> study hall you know something <laughs> absolutely my goodness could you imagine being the parent seeing all them charges <laughs> you spent yeah. you spent 125 dollars at the library well, it's a lot of overdue books. <laughs> a lot of overdue books. All right, so let's dive into a little bit of Would You Rather? And since Brian had told me that he was going to try and make it on tonight, it is perfect. So I, I teed these up just for him to help us with some education. All right. So you got a customer that uh, he's hit you up. He goes, hey, I got some in-laws coming in town, family coming in town. And, uh, you know, we've got to get the cars cleaned up. You get over there, get the cars cleaned up. He goes, hey, man, I really need, they're now talking about they want to go out to the lake house. Uh, They want to go out on the lake. But listen, the boats are horrible. All right. So would you rather, he's got two boats and he's like, listen, I just got to get one of them done. You can do whichever you want. All right. So the first one, you got got your, your nice big old pontoon. It's not in horrible shape, but those tunes need a lot of work, right? They've been sitting in the water. They got a lot on them. He's like, hey, listen, I'll get it up out of the water, but I need you to, if you're going to do on that one, I mean, it's got to be a fool. You got to get those tunes nicely dialed in, right? You got to get everything off of them. So that could involve a little bit of polishing, or it could be, you know, as we get into it, maybe it's some acid wash, maybe, don't know, right? You, you got a lot of things that you can do on a, on a tune, but you don't have too much you can do, right? You're narrowed down to a couple of things. Maybe it's going to eventually you're going to have to pull out some metal polish and, and go to town. That's not going to be fun, right? So that's your first choice. You're going to be out of the water, but you're going to have to be working on some tunes or he's got a cabin cruiser and a cabin cruiser's down in the water. You can't get it out, but he needs that fully polished because it's like the tunes, you know, it's, it's got stuff on it, but you know what? You're not having to work on metal. You're not having to deal with that, but you're going to have to work on a cabin cruiser that's down in the water. So, Brian, you're last on this, right? Because you're going you're gonna to school us, right? Let's go to Mr. Joe Clean because he's in Florida. He might have seen a boat or two. We're not sure. Uh, it, we, we're still not sure, actually, but it, we, we think he has. Um, we definitely haven't been on the water, I don't think, but, you know, you – you're ready to, even though in Florida, you don't get out on the water much, do you? I was, I went to the beach yesterday. Well, look at him go. I, t- I thought you were a little suntanned over there. Look at you. <laughs> You're looking good. I thought so. All right. My response is I pass. Oh, Joe Kling, come on, man. <laughs> you know this game. You can't pass. Listen, I, everybody I in the Hyper Clean Special Group is loving this game and they're posting up their comments what they would do. So, 
you know, yeah, listen, it's it's a tough game. I know it's it's A or B. Which one? It's a hell of a thing because I don't do boats. I pass. Oh no, that's why I picked you first. I get you I mean, out of it. You can just pick one and go on, man. That's asking. That's like asking a guy. And we had a big fat chick. Which fat chick would you bang when he doesn't <laughs> bang any fat chicks? It's like I don't do. I don't do boats. So I'm sorry. I I, I seriously I haven't done a boat in probably. 10 years or so man like i i i can't stand looking at something that long so I in other words you have gotten on a grenade you did take the grenade for your buddy we understand that i think <laughs> all of us good dudes have taken a grenade once or twice you know you, sometimes you just got to do it take one for the team i get it so your customer's looking at you and you're gonna say sorry dude i don't do boats and he goes listen man my family's in town price is not an option I need the Joe clean special. I need the Joe clean special on this. And you're going to say no, Joe clean special. I, you're saying no. I had a guy offer me five grand to do a 23 footer like boat. And he took it out of the water and I passed it to somebody else. And I made dollars off of it by referral. I will. You can still pick that today. It. I mean, that's still okay. an option. You just got to pick a boat, man. Man, if that's the case, I'll do both of them and outsource them. I don't want to be the guy that, you know, I'm serious. I will literally, I pass, I will pass on an RV. I will pass, do, I try to stay in my lane. Like I'm a one man show and I don't want to be that guy to say, hey, I pass, but I will pass. I, hey, I, I give you a hard time, but Joe, off. I'm with you too, man. I, <laughs> I never really got into boats. I, I did a few of them. And then when people, especially at the car wash, you know, my car wash and detail shop was in a real nice area of, of it's called South Tulsa. It's, it's one of the, the per capita of the zip code. And especially the square mileage of where we were at was the, the, the highest influential part of Oklahoma, right? Mm. So most money in Oklahoma was right there. So we had people with boats all the time. And I, sorry, man, don't do boats. Sorry, man, don't do boats. Sorry, man, don't do boats. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> but I still have to give you a hard time, man. That's all right, come on, cool. it's part of I, the game. I pass. Next question. For all me. right, Go he's ahead, passing. <laughs> Dustin Stanley, you get to do double the money. Then Joe Clean has Joe Clean has taken the offer, but he's referred you to come down to Florida to clean up the boat. So, uh, which boat are you going to do? You're going to get out there on those tunes and make sure those tunes are all pretty, or are you going to try and get in the water and polish up that big cabin cruiser? I'm taking the I'm taking the pontoon uh, over that cabin cruiser because number one I really hate polishing gel coat. It is a pain in the ass, and I have no idea how Brian does it every day of his life because <laughs> I have I try to pass them things on. So them pontoons will hit them with some with some tune bright acid, let her eat, and then if I got to break out the rotary and some metal polish, we'll we'll let that eat too. You know, at least on those. Most of the time, you're just doing the outsides of those pontoons. You're not doing that, like, center tri-tune. Uh, uh, yeah, but I said it's going to be out of the water, so you're definitely doing the inside of that tune, and you're right. There are some pontoons that have that that third one in the middle. That You're right. It's called a tri-tune. So. I, don't, I don't know about you, but up here, there's a big metal polishing company about an hour north. They don't do that center tri-tune because I'm a right. small guy. And I can't, I, we just did a Regency the other day. I couldn't even fit in there, dude. Like, <laughs> like I, I couldn't fit straight up. 
and so most of the boats that go up there they don't do the center tri-tune they do the fronts of them but that's about it so i'm taking that i need to learn some tips from brian on on paint correcting gel coat because i i try to pass them things on and i had a, i have a guy that's coming two hours away to bring me an axis wake boat next week and i'm like dude i really don't want the job <laughs> <laughs> and he's like but but this guy told me to call you i'm like fine whatever <laughs> bring it on give me those pontoons all day long all right pontoons are headed your way get out your metal polish and be ready to go lucas are you gonna get into that metal polishing on those big old tunes and and go that town or are you because this guy you know he wants those shiny as can be or are you gonna take the easy route and go with the traditional gel coat and polishing up that cabin cruiser uh I am not very proficient with metal polishing, kind of like tinting windows for me to where I, I hate it so much. I don't really want to learn any further, um, but I'm, I'm, I've gotten more comfortable with gel coat. So I think uh, I'll definitely take the gel coat on this, this one. Are you regularly doing boats in your business or is it uh, hit and miss? What do you, uh, what do you do? Uh, maybe two a year. I, I really yeah. don't advertise it. I don't tell anyone to tell anyone that I do boats. It's just uh, sometimes I'll have a customer that'll get their car done and I'm like, hey, I got a boat too that I've been looking. Uh, you do boats? And well, yeah. So yeah. maybe one or two a year, but I never, I'd rather someone else take the boats. I, I stay plenty busy with cars. Oh, all right, man. Derek, uh, you said uh, you sent me a message. You, you shot a bear, huh? And uh, you're going to be showing off uh, the bear skin tonight? Is that what you said? I don't know why my iPhone autocorrects <laughs> bear, beer with bear every single time. I say, it's only when I send you messages. Marty's always texting back, like, Derek, what the hell are you talking about? I have to, like, read the messages and go, God damn, autocorrect. And I'm like, sorry about the autocorrect. But, uh, no, I have a, I had a beer. Like, uh, and he's and serious all the time. So he blames it on autocorrect. But, you know, come on. I swear, I can, I can write complete sentences, Marty. I don't, I don't. <laughs> But it's only when I message you too. It's never anyone else. So, but uh, so the the beer that I have tonight is from a little. I was in Cape May over the weekend, and there was this little brewery. They don't sell it in stores, and it was Star Wars themed. It's called Emperor Palpatine, and Marty, it tastes like you're drinking orange juice, but it's an eight percent IPA, and I I can they only give it to you in these crowlers. So they had to like make it, and then they write the beer name on the side. And if I could send this to you, I would. But I have I can only get it there, so I have to drive two hours away for me to go get it. So, but dude, wow! As soon as we're off tonight, I just head there. You'll make it back in time for bed. I'll get it. No worries. Oh my god! It's it's like Marty. It's like drinking orange juice, but it's it's an IPA. It's crazy. Like it's so good. It is funny, Emperor Pulpatine. <laughs> That's super they, they hilarious. Had, they had another one called um, Galaxy Far, Far Away. Um, and then they had another one called, it's from Seinfeld, about the, the cashmere coat. I guess it was in one of the episodes. He had a cashmere coat that he wore. And it's, uh, so I can't believe it's cashmere, but it was so good. Uh, I never, I, I watched a little bit of Seinfeld, but it didn't really stick with me. Brian, were you a Seinfeld guy? I was and still am. <laughs> <laughs> Makes well, sense. the beer, the beer they had there, ca uh, it's casual, was very good. 
Well, the same thing. I, the problem is it was a 10 percenter. So it was like I just had a sample. I didn't want to get crazy. So uh, my favorite, I think, was always, you know, which we used to have, which we talked about my our old neighbor. We've been doing this podcast since 2017. And our old neighbor at the past warehouse, his name was Paul, and he would randomly stop in and we, he was our yeah. Kramer. That's what we called him, right? He would just <laughs> randomly come in and be like, hey, we'd be like, Paul, we're recording. Fuck it. Come on, Paul, let's go. You know, and he'd have a beer with us, tell us some shit, and then he would head on. You know, it was super funny. I, Brian, my my best memory of uh, Seinfeld was I, I was hilarious, maybe because I was into smoking cigars and stuff, was the episode where Kramer got Cubans. And, and they kept telling, you know, bring us some Cubans back. He brings some Cubans back. And he actually brought the Cubans themselves back. But then they turned out not to actually be Cubans. <laughs> Just the same as, you know, so many people get cigars and think they're Cubans. They turn out they're not Cubans. You know, and he, he was stuffing them in their drawers and everything. I mean, it was hilarious. I mean, that's means the whole shit right there. It's just awesome. Yeah. All right, Derek. So your customer says, I got you. You got to clean up these boats for me. I, you know, are you, are you getting out the metal polish? Are you going to try and go to town? I mean, what about, you know, listen, one of the best metal polishes I remember if somebody's not going to pull out their, their rotary or, you know, go and get some jeweling in or anything like that. Like, you know, there's <laughs> anybody ever use Eagle one used to have these swabs that you would get for polishing out rims. And they were like these, I don't, I, I, it was I some type of paper consistency, but it was a yeah. real dense paper or something. I, I don't really know what that was. And you could pull out this like swap thing. And that was literally, I mean, you could wipe some chrome rims or, you know, or metal and boy, I mean, it just, to me, and it was random because you could find those at the parts store. And it was literally one of the best uh, metal polishes without, you know, pulling on out, you know, some tools, but are you going to go after the metal the polish? Do what? I keep those in the shop. There you go. Still use them. Good for you. There you go. Heck yeah. Uh, all right, Derek. So you going after the metal or you're going to go traditional, just get you a DA and just start polishing up, uh, polishing up the gel coat. It's a lot easier, but you know, you got a little bit more to work with and you know, you're going to be so in I, the water, right? You're going to have some type of flotation device. Yeah. This is what's funny. Has anybody ever seen those guys that Brian, I'm sure you have, or maybe you even do it. I don't know. Like people that go out to docks and polish on boats and they got this little like <laughs> rigged up flotation device. Maybe they, they bought a little uh, boat at, uh, you know, one of those little inflatable boats at, 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 at Walmart or at one of the, 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 the sporting goods stores. And they, they blow up a little raft or something. They're sitting there on a raft polishing the boat in the water. So what are you going for, Derek? Which way? Well, uh, kind of like what uh, Lucas said, I, I really only do about maybe two boats a year. Um, I try not to advertise it because I'm, I'm right by a lot of, um, there are a lot of marinas here that I could do. Um, but, you know, I just, I'm by myself. So like to, for me to do a boat would kill me. So um, I've done a little bit of metal polishing, but not too extreme. So I'm probably doing the gel coat and I already got two kayaks. So I'm good to go. Like I literally will, I probably end up putting ropes on the front and the back hook to the side of the boat and I would just float next to the boat if I had to do it if it was still in the water and I could make it work but uh the couple of boats I have done have all been like on trailers so they're, so they're already out of the water and then I was able to polish gel coat it, you know like, like everyone was saying it took forever but it was a hell of a difference like these things were so oxidized and uh I made it look good nice 
Love it. All right. Cooking with Nick, brother. What's on the menu for tonight? I see you stirring up something. So it's my birthday. Ooh, what the? What is it? All oh, come on, let's whoa. just all sing happy birthday. We got wives, you, no, we got Nick. All right, happy birthday you to you. Oh, <laughs> oh whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> sir, sir. I'm gonna try some kind of firecracker shrimp, coconut shrimp. Oh. I got massive shrimp as big as I could find locally. Um, I'm gonna fry them up, make coconut shrimp, hopefully, dress it up all nice. I got potatoes. I'm gonna make some kind of potato wedges to go with it, and yeah, that's what I got. We'll see what happens. Uh, how are you gonna fry it? What are you gonna do? Air fry? Uh, I'm gonna deep fry them in a wok. Ooh. So I got peanut oil. Heat up the wok. I'm gonna bread these in panko and coconut flour or coconut shreds. Yeah. What flour yeah. do you use? Just regular all-purpose uh, flour or self-rising flour or some? So the way you bread it is, is you toss the raw shrimp in all-purpose flour and cornstarch mixture. Throw that into an egg wash and then into panko and coconut shreds so they all stick to each other. Deep fry that and you're good to go. Sounds delicious. So somebody uh, gets the car detailed at Tesla and goes, hey, man, I need you to clean some boats. Is, is it you passing like Joe Clean? You, you're going to pass on that or you're going to go uh, out and clean a boat? Which one are you going to do? So I have zero experience with metal polishing. So that's that's off the table. I don't have any experience. I'm not going to try that for money. I'm going to do that on my own time and experiment until until I'm comfortable doing it for money. Um, so the pontoons are out of the water, 100 percent or like they're out 100 percent. But gel coat. I'm down. I've never done it, but I'm down. I'm down to try that at least since it's so similar to polishing in some ways, even though it's much harder, there's a system to do it that I understand. So I could, you know, up my abrasive, you know, abrasive technique on, on a DA or whatever, you know, get a really aggressive pattern, really aggressive compound and go to town and I could do something. So with the boats out of the water and it's easy enough, Sure, I'll give it a shot. Give it a shot, man. It might take me a while, it. but I'm down to try that. Joe Clean, did you hear what he said? He's going to give it a shot. Huh? <laughs> He's going to give it a shot, man. He's going to give it a shot. Yeah, yeah everybody, I might try. I know my capabilities. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I might I might get eight hours into holding that polisher, and I'll get the equivalent of a runner's high just sitting there. <laughs> you say that. Oh yeah, no, listen, man. I, oh, no. Until your arms are doing this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, let's hear from the man himself, Brian. You know, first before before we get into the education of it all, uh I mean, what are you picking, man? Which which direction are you going? You're going after those tunes? Is the, uh, are you, oh, or are you hitting the gel coat? Um, Joe Clean has the correct answer of you pass on both. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's a tough one. It's uh, one one nightmare to another nightmare. The metal polish is where you lose me on the pontoon. We actually, I don't know if you saw the tunes we did this spring for a dealership that we brought back to a mirror. Uh, they wanted us to start doing all their pontoons to make them look like a mirror. I told them I'd do a set. It was a tri-tune like you guys were talking about. You only do the outside tubes and the nose cones on the on the tries. That 
was a disaster. They came out beautiful, but you couldn't pay me enough money to to do those again. You're talking rouge bars and, you know, finish and polish everything. It's a complete job. Now, like, the wall, you, you turn out and like you're you're you, covered in all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And- look like the tin man. You could go and <laughs> from doing this and go into the movie. um so so the other nightmare is doing a boat in the water um yes they have they have float float uh they're little docks they they build you can float on docks suction cups and everything like that but now you get into losing dropping a tool in the water you're dropping you know chemical compounds whatever so it too is disaster so but probably uh i'd probably take the boat in the water over the over the pontoon if if it involved polishing the tunes out to a mirror. Now, if they want the tunes, just acid wash, clean them up a little bit, then I'm all tuned. Uh, but as far as getting them to that mirror, you know, finish, that's a, that's a really bad job. I, I even, I, I thought I was sold on, I was like, yeah, this won't be too bad. We'll do it. I mean, you're talking, it was silly money there. They wanted to pay for all these pontoons. And I told them there, there's not enough money you could pay me. <laughs> Not enough, huh? Yeah, it's a it's a bad job. And there's guys that do it that are amazing at it. It's what they do yeah. all day. And the best scenario is to find that guy, sub it to him, mark it up a little, let them do it. Because the guys that love doing it, they are an artist when it comes to metal polishing. And you have to love doing it. And they, too, are covered, look like Tin Man every day. I mean, but they, they're really an art doing metal polishing like that. Yeah, so... Give us just a little bit of a uh, little bit of education. If let's let's say we're punting on the tunes and and we got some gel coat. One thing that we hear all the time is, you know, do I need to use a, a marine compound or can I use a traditional car compound? I've always said, listen, I the few boats I've done. Worked fine using a regular compound, and the people I know in the the area that do boats, they just use a regular compound. But first off, what's your thoughts? You know, is there a difference between a marine compound or a automotive compound? Absolutely, a huge difference. Um, marine compounds have a different aggressiveness; they have a different working time. If it's a good marine compound, so usually you're working on a boat your majority of the time, probably outside. You know, for most people. Uh, we're fortunate to have a shop, but a lot of marine compounds have much more working time to them where you can do a four or five foot area, give you more work time, stays wet longer when you're compounded where a lot of compounds kind of dry out quick. Now, if it's a, say it's a brand new boat, uh, you know, just delivered from a factory, it's going to need minor polishing. You can absolutely use an automotive compound. We, uh, we have used automotive compounds with no problem. It's, it's the, Depending on the condition of the boat, but if you really get into compounding a boat, cutting a boat, add some oxidation, you really want to go into marine, a marine product uh, to do the job. All right. So in your expertise, you know, what are some ones that we should look for or characteristics of a marine compound that we should look for? Do they also differentiate themselves in water-based and solvent-based compounds or how does a compound in the marine world differentiate from another compound in the marine world? It's really just how, I mean, I always tell people, use what you like. Use what works well for you. Uh, I mean, as far as companies, I mean, 
you know, Stark Yacht Care makes an amazing line of compounds. Um, there's, you know, Mazariner makes a good good line of products um, for boat. Um, there, there's multiple companies like Marine 31's really getting into it. They weren't the best products for a little while, but now they really have come to invest into their line and have become better. Um, it's, I tell anybody there's no, I think it's for cars too. There's no right product. It's what works well for you. What, what's you're able to use well, you know, to, to make a profit or get the job done. I would imagine though, right? Like we would say in the car industry, there's going to be compounds that are sold at a local store that might not work as well as another product. Is that happen in the boat world? Like, or is it so unique and it's it's such a uh, an an art that there's not a bunch of fluff and bullshit? It's pretty much if it's a marine compound, it's going to be good. Most companies that are going to invest into a marine line. They're not just putting a marine line out. They're they're not going to take the risk of it being a say crap line because it's not not like automotive where you know, Marines probably 25% of their sales compared to, you know, 75% for automotive. And yeah, I mean, 3M is huge. I mean, 3M compounds and everything, they, that, that's what we started with back in the 90s. I mean, you're talking, that's available just about anywhere. I mean, go to most any Marine store, but we keep it in our store. We keep uh, 3M still on the shelf as far along with everything else. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's kind of the staple where everybody starts at. Uh, then they kind of move into more specific, you know, marine lines per se. Why do you think there's, you know, you've heard it from most everybody on here, myself included. If, if you're a detailer, you usually don't mess with boats, right? Like it, it, for some reason, detailers of cars don't like to transition over to boats. But most of our clientele that is well to do is going to have a boat. That's just, you know, it goes hand in hand. So we're going to offer our services to their cars, but we don't want to take care of their boats for them. Why is that? And then what are we missing out on? Or are we not missing out? I don't know. You know, what do you think? Um, I, I it's, hard, it's hard to explain. Um, I think I talked to you. I did a training. I, I do training for uh, marine installs. Um, and it's hard to fill a class on, on Marine. It's not me. It's, there's other big guys that do Marine trainings and it is hard to get guys to transition over to doing boats. I think it's, um, it's a fear thing that, you know, man, I'll have time to waste on a, on a boat. You know, I don't want to work on this. I think a lot of people get, they cut their teeth on old boats, maybe oxidized boats, junk boats, we call them, uh, that you can spend countless hours on get upside down in and not or make money on and it's a matter of learning you know where you want to be at what kind of boats you want to work on jobs you want to turn down say no we're not going to work on that cars are different cars i mean you can get a you can get an old hoopty in and you can turn that thing around i mean it's not you know it's going to take a little more time you're going to put a little more effort in it, but you're not going to get lost in it in hours of work or get frustrated i mean boats you're, you can get into wet sanding on older ones yeah, you, you can really get yourself into trouble in them. So we, we really tell guys, you know, if you're going to get in the boats, try to get into late model boats. There's so this past year is the most boats sold ever in the history of time of boat sales. You can most, most most dealerships right now. If you go buy a boat, you walk in and be like, I want a new Grady White. They're like, no problem. 
you're going to get it spring of 2024. And people are putting deposits right now on boats in 2024. And it's just the way it is right now with boats. Um, it's a crazy market right now. And that's what we do. We do majority of deals. We work for six major dealerships in our area, contract work. And we ceramic coat their boats and detail them and everything. They, you know, have their customers come in, sub to us. And of course, we have our shop running full time. We're doing five boats in a day uh, normally. So, are our boat dealers uh, similar to auto dealers? Completely. I'm I'm on board of. I, I just at least around us, you don't want to get involved with automotive dealers. They're going to cut you. They're going to find the next guy to do it cheaper. You know, it's always a problem. Boat dealers they are pay very very well. You give them percentage break, but they don't. They can't hire the manpower to do it. And once you're doing it, you show up. They're gonna. You're gonna get paid. And it's a. It's a different animal, you know, than uh, than auto. As far as I find, than automotive dealers. You think you can make more money on boats if there's enough boats in your area? Can you make more money doing boats than you can cars? Absolutely. Yeah, you figure. I mean, let's let's say a Ceramco job on a on a boat. You know, if you get into I mean, say we're doing, we don't, we do some big sport fishes. Not many. I try to, we try to really stay down to center consoles, less than, you know, 35 feet. But you're talking a ceramic coat job on a, you know, 30, 30 foot boat. You're talking, you know, five, $6,000. And we're knocking one of those out in a day and a half. So it's a, it's a different animal, but you got to have, well, we have crews and stuff doing that. But uh, even by yourself, even it takes you know, four days, you know, compared to working on a, you know, doing a couple of cars for Amco jobs. Uh, there's definitely good money in the boats, but you just got to be set up. There's a routine. There's just no different than your wash routine for washing a car. You know, there's a routine for everything. All right. The ultimate question, right? What everybody eventually gets to, I'm just cleaning it up. Not going to ceramic coat it. My customer just needs their boat cleaned. Let's, let's say we're going to have to light polish it, but we're not, we're not correcting the boat. We just, we got to get it fresh out on the water for him. He hasn't had to clean in a couple of years. Just needs a good refresher on the paint, the gel coat, you know, the, the seeds, it's just a, a good cleaning. They're not terrible. Just a good cleaning on it. Isn't there just a kind of an estimate like per linear foot that you would do, or how does somebody, how does somebody that might have customers? Cause there's going to be thousands of people that listen to this and they go, yeah, I got a customer that's mentioned he had a boat. Maybe I want to make a couple grand. Is that what it is? I mean, or is it 500 bucks? What, it, what do we do on a linear foot when we're going to kind of estimate just a good general cleaning and a, a light polish? What, 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 what should we kind of estimate? Sure. I mean, I tell anybody, you got you to gotta know what you want to earn an hour. And, but we do, like you talked about, we are a linear foot per, our, our breakdown is 23 feet below, 24 to 27, 28 to 32. And then we usually estimate, you know, anything 33 to 38 feet, 40 feet um, center consoles. And we kind of, you know, see if they got tower, stuff like that. But most boats you're getting, most boats we do are under 28 feet. So um, say like a customer calls up, says, hey, I got a 2018 Sea Hunt, 23 feet. We don't have to see the boat. We tell them it's 35 bucks a foot, polish and wax, wash, polish and wax. That's it. um, you know, it's, it's taken us, you know, whatever number of crew, whatever we have on it, but that's kind of, and it's not, 
it's not perfect. There's guys who will not give a price on a boat unless they see it, but you're going to, it's just better to give quotes over the phone. You win some, you lose some, you know, and you usually win more than you lose. And if they come in, it's beat to death, you know, then you got to tell the customer like, look, you know, we're going to have to wet sand and we can't give you the, you know, we can't do this job for this price. Most people are pretty understanding. Biggest thing is boat people lie. That's the biggest thing in the world. With a guy tells you, man, it's in great shape. It just needs some wax. Be prepared because it's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> so, hey, man, are people lie? Because that, because that, I thought that's what I heard because it sounds familiar. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> car people lie too. <laughs> yeah, it's that whole. Yeah, the inside's not bad, right? But then you get there and you're like, you got it's fucking three kids. You got <laughs> McDonald's wrappers. There's grass. You you just got out of soccer practice. And you picked up half the team. There's grass all through the back seats and everything, right? Like, yeah. box crayons that melted into cup holders. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas needles for Christmas are still in the back. I've done a lot of those. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did one the other day. It was like it was a Tahoe, and I opened up the back, and I'm like, "There's still Christmas tree needles back there." I was like, "Oh yeah, we haven't seen it since Christmas." I'm like, "Oh okay." Like, wow. Yeah. Impressive yeah. that they bought a real tree, and then even more impressive that they love the smell of the real tree so much that they never vacuumed it out. Nope. Wow. Oh. Nope. All right, let's dive into question number two. You're there, you're cleaning the boat. The customer says, listen, there's plenty of toys around. You need to take a break? No worries, take a break. You know, you know you're going to be up there for a little bit. You're not pressed under time. Customer says, hey, take some toys out and go play. All right, you got your option between a jet ski or a four-wheeler. Joe Clean. You going out on that water with the jet ski and going to go have some fun? Or are you going to go take that four-wheeler back through some trails and go go stay inland? Which way are you going? Man, I'm a dog the hell out of his jet ski. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to dog it. He's going to have to call me in and say, hey, 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 take it easy. Yeah, that's when I get on a jet ski, I get wild, man. <laughs> that's my thing. That's your thing, huh, jet skis? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever ride? Has anybody ever done those those old school, Brian? I don't. You might have. I, maybe everybody else doesn't know what I'm talking about. Dustin, maybe. I don't. Know. There you go, Derek. Yeah, those were so difficult, yeah, right? Yeah. For a guy that doesn't own one, that just would try them out every once in a while to stand up on those old school ones that you lifted up the handle and you actually stood up on. Wow, that was so difficult to do. I don't know why. Just it was really hard for me as a, I think I was a teenager with the, the first time I tried one, man, I, that was difficult to do. Has anybody ever messed with those? I was too young for that. So I'm sorry. Yeah. They still yeah. have them. I still was too young. Actually, I feel like I've been in a shop years ago when we would go around doing uh, certified trainings. There was somebody that had an old, old, uh, stand-up jet ski that that they just left up in like a, a cubby area that just set up there they do they still make them brian though like brand new is that a thing or no they do they're actually considered like a race uh guys use them for like race ski. yeah we're so like doing tricks and i mean kind of look at like a bmx bike or something they're not real popular uh, okay 
and guys that do have them, they have them like souped up. They're crazy fast, and you know, they dive underwater and all that stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, they're really popular in the in the like the motocross industry because the guys will get out and train on them uh, because of the amount of uh, fitness that it takes to you know ride one of those things. So a couple of my buddies still have them. They're really cool. You don't see them very often, but they are a ton of fun. All right, Dustin. So what are you taking? You get you gonna go with that, or are you gonna stay with that uh, motocross like you go? And he goes, "Hey, listen, man. There's some really great trails over there. You got a couple miles where you can go around, and then you got some jumps. You can go take your four wheeler. I mean, which way? Which direction are you going?" Uh, I've spent the last twenty years riding dirt bikes and stuff, what and all that good stuff. So I'm going out on a jet ski. My buddy has a uh, the Yamaha supercharged jet ski that he's always tied up with us, and it's probably one of the dumbest things that I've ever ridden. the <laughs> The amount of acceleration that that thing has, like you're literally going a hundred miles an hour yep. across the water, and it'll just lift itself up out of the water. So we took my wife out on it <laughs> the other day. He pulls up to our boat, and I said, "Hey, I'm gonna take that thing for a spin." So we jump on it and I take her out and she's like, yeah, you can take me back now. <laughs> all right. So what do you like to do? Did you get out? And of course, you know, you got to do the donuts. You got to circle all around then take off. But what about finding the big boats and, and getting in and kind of coming in and then turning and hitting that wake and you, wow. you get it since, since you're doing wakeboarding, right? Like me, like you got to hit those big wakes with those cruisers cruising, right? Like you got to do it. Oh, absolutely. That's where the fun's at. But I could do it with her on the back because she'd kill me. But nonetheless, <laughs> you get out there by yourself and, and find you a wake boat to run behind. It can be a real good time. That sound is awesome once it gets out of the water there, right? Like, Wurr! Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he's put three engines in it now. So oh. <laughs> it's been through the ringer. Yeah, uh, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun doing that, but Lucas, what about you, brother? Are you, are you going to go out there on the water? Are you going to grab that four-wheeler and just fucking go to town and have a blast? No, I think I'm grabbing that old Honda piece of shit four-wheeler, and I'm going to go dogging through some trails. Yeah. That sounds like more fun to me. <laughs> Why is that? I like stuff with wheels. <laughs> and transmissions, and I don't know. Just I grew up on the lake, and... I always thought I liked the water, but I grew up on speedboats, and then I got older, and I realized, oh, I don't like the lake. I just like stuff that goes fast. Yeah. All right. Speaking of speedboats, still funniest video I've ever seen from speedboats is, and if you guys have, you, you, I know everybody's seen it, where they remixed it to the turn down <laughs> for what? And oh. <laughs> that was still the yeah. absolute best yeah. speedboat video because they're, that guy's going crazy oh. and they got four or five people in there and he starts hitting the wake and they start remixing it. Turn down for what? And they slam over, then they pop him back up. Turn down for what? It's hilarious. <laughs> I could still watch that. I could still watch it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Derek, what about you, brother? I'll take the jet ski as long as they don't have to detail it afterwards. I just, I, there's something about, I don't, and I'm, there's something about jet skis. I just don't like them. Maybe it's from fishing where they would just drive through while we're trying to fish and the jet ski has come up on us. And I'm like, what the hell guys? Like we're out here fishing when you see us, but I just hate, 
I hate working on them, and I've, I've gotten the pleasure of working on like a bunch of them where people want them to be badged. I don't know why, but it's taking all the logos and stuff on them. I just hate jet skis, but I'll ride it to get some of probably. The, the ultimate battle, right? Like Dustin, uh, <laughs> boarding or skiing, right? So I grew up, uh, when we would go to the lake, it was a lake called Fort Gibson, and we had one of those little campers. And, you know, my parents would go out there and we had a, a, a little boat and we'd go out, we'd try and get out early and we'd go find the coves, but there's always those fishermen out in those coves too. And that battle between the yep. battle between the fishermen and the skier. And, you know, I grew up learning how to slalom ski and run all around. You got to go fast. And boy, those fishermen, boy, they were not happy with you <laughs> fucking pissed off. And especially as you got into wakeboarding man because it's a little bit slower you got the tower the music going mm -hmm. hitting the big jumps having a blast boy the fishermen do not like you out nope. on the water do they nope. hate it hate it all right nick update with the food and what about you man are you gonna take out the four-wheeler are you gonna go out on the water i'll start with the food um we're still in preparation the shrimp is prepared for breading the oils heating the fries are about to go in the air fryer. Got to make the, the final sauce while everything is cooking. But I'm taking the jet ski, man. You know, you know, my family's got a spot on the Tim Ford Lake where you were for 20 minutes. But um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like sure, ATVs would be or four wheelers would be real fun. But like, I don't know anywhere I could really ride that and get the whole use out of it. But a jet ski. I got just the place for that, and I got a place to keep it. So, 100% there. I know what to look for. I know who's got a good boat um, to hop behind. And, yeah, I'm riding some waves. I'm, I'm hopping some wakes on a, on a jet ski, 100%. Yeah, it's fun. No doubt. No doubt about it. And then you then you hit the turn, and you fly the guy off that's, that's sitting on there. If he didn't fly off while you hit the jump – you got to hit that turn. They, they got to go flying. That's the best part. Man, There's you hit home with the uh, with the, the comment about uh, wakeboarding at 6 in the morning with fighting the fishermen. Uh, we did that all the time, except instead of wakeboarding, it was kneeboarding. Oh, so, I couldn't I, do I was, it. I, I did kneeboarding I once. I, mm -mm. I was obsessed with it as like a, a young teenager, 13, 14. Dude, that was my thing, man. No, I so I grew up at playing baseball most of the time i was a catcher so my knees you can understand where those are and i got onto a knee board one time i never got on again i just was like no oh my they take no. some uh you gotta have some good knees some knees that can take some abuse but boy is it fun wait a minute yeah. i was gonna say you got knee pads like set up for that kind of stuff like some good knees take some abuse like i've got more than a knee pad i've got a ball to sit on Whoa. What are we talking about here? Are we still talking <laughs> about All right, listen, listen, it. <laughs> we're in a bit I I don't know now, but <laughs> you never sat on a dodgeball before? Come on now. Oh, okay. Is this pipe ball? <laughs> this, this, yeah, this is pipe ball. <laughs> what are you no doing? No comment. <laughs> no cop. <laughs> you know, this is community pub. <laughs> Yo, Marty, Marty, you see my you see my shirt? 
nothing. Some other thing. Oh, that'll buff out. That's that'll awesome. Out. The hyper clean now buff out shirt. Uh, Tim's uh, Brandon sent it to me. Yeah, he said he sent me one too, but I still have yet to see it. And he keeps going, did you get it? And I'm like, do you have a tracking number? We can look it up. But now I haven't seen it. That's that's a cool shirt. It is. It's the perfect size too. It's beautiful. Nice. All right, Brian. You got done cleaning up that boat. You got you got a jet ski or four wheeler. Which direction are you going? I'm going jet ski. I get out in that water and have fun. Yeah. Are you doing the stand up? Or are you going the the new style? Or you you got the big engine and you're flying? I'm an old man. I'm sitting down. I'm riding. <laughs> That's awesome. I'd listen. I'm with you. I don't know. I don't know how you could do that now. There's no way. <laughs> did you, did you ever get into kneeboarding? Uh, I tried it like once or twice when I was younger, I didn't get into it. Got into wakeboarding for a little while, but that was probably in my thirties. And that was just, it took me like, started taking me a little while to recoup after doing that. So, um, yeah, it's a little much for me anymore. Yeah. I, I learned to wakeboard in college. I, I, so randomly because the college i went to if you were an athlete you were kind of put over into this one area of the school and so the swimmers we became friends with because they were always out and active and they were fun people and there was a guy named jesse who had a he had a boat he was a local guy but he was a swimmer really talented swimmer and he would take us out and a couple of us and would go i mean the crazy part about arkansas is they would they would get done boarding hop in the boat, they would stick their cup down into the water and then just start drinking it. <laughs> That's Arkansas. That's a little hard there. Well, yeah. Uh, it, it is what it is. I mean, Arkansas is a, they, and their lakes are clean, but I guess I'd still, I, I remember seeing that and coming from Oklahoma where our lakes are really dirty that in Arkansas, I mean, you can see if you take your, your ski tip, you can stick it straight down and still see it. I mean, the water's really clean, but is it clean enough to be drinking? I don't know, but boy, they love to just drink straight from the lake. It was, it was pretty intense. You know, Arkansas is a little different. <laughs> All right, Derek, it's time for the tab out question of the night. Brian's ready. He, you know, he, he sent me a message. He was like, Hey, this better be the best question ever. No, I'm just, oh, joking. he didn't say that. I'm just joking. I think it's pretty good. Alrighty, guys. So this one might be a little weird, but and I know all of you can definitely answer this one because you know we all have been detailing for a long time. So, what is a detailing smell that you love, but you probably shouldn't be smelling? So, like, is that a Kemp? I mean, let, I, I'm just trying to think through it a little bit. I know, I know. It's a anything. great question. It's open-ended. Open-ended. Could be like anything. What? Something you a, love. And you... A detail smell that you smell and you go, I really shouldn't love this. Is that like the chemical grease stripper scent? Because that smells just – somebody told me that it smells just like just like a stripper, and it does. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. That scent, that was pretty good. All right. I'm going to go with that. That's my answer. I'm going to go with that. That, that, that scent that they had that was called stripper scent. Like, it was like, hmm, I shouldn't like this, but that, that, 
makes me remind me of some things <laughs> that Dustin told me about. Mm-hmm. Things that Dustin told me about. That's all I know. Oh. All right, Joe Clean, what about you, man? (laughs) (laughs) Joe Clean, what about you? What's a scent that uh, you have in detailing that you wish you didn't like? Well, we're talking detailing. So detailing is I can use if I can use a broom and sweep out a van and make it clean, it's called detailing. You get the job done. So if I had uh, paint into a fender wells and it was plastic and I sprayed gasoline up under there and I pressure wash it, I still like the smell of gas for some odd reason as a kid, but my dad used to pump gas. That's cool, oh man. That's a good answer. Okay. That's a really good answer. Yeah. Joe Clean, I like it how you didn't try and like define it into something else. You just answered the question. Man. I really like that. I appreciate that. Luke. You remind me of uh, Robin Williams when he played Mrs. Doubtfire right now. That's all I see. Oh. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I should throw yeah. up a finger or throw up a thumb. I can't decide which one I should do. I'm really torn. A finger or a thumb? I'm really forward. I used to that. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Go ahead. Yeah, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> All right, before we get into it too far, this is a beer that I've had in the fridge. It's probably not cold enough, but I had to get it out and try it. It's from Tupps Brewery. Uh, I saw it at the store when I was grabbing the uh, Boulevard beer. It's Honey Cinnamon Pineapple Double Dry Hopped IPA. Right? That's such a random combination. Honey Cinnamon pineapple and double dry hopped you gotta try that now i know that's why i went and grabbed it it's still not really that cold but i was like fuck it i gotta try it because i probably won't make it all the way till next week so i better try it all right (laughs) dustin what about you man uh how about a question oh let's see so we've (laughs) recently gotten into rust proofing and flood film smells sweet Oh man, that's and amazing. oh gosh! So every time I get into my truck, every time I walk near it, I'm just take a big whiff, and I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm like that's what I'm talking about. It smells so good. I don't even want to wear a respirator when I spray this stuff. It's just like, yeah, let me let me take it all in, lubricate those lungs nicely. <laughs> Wafting. The smell is wafting. Just, just take it all in. <laughs> How long does the smell stick around? Uh, well, I don't know. It hasn't worn off yet. We're like a week into it. So <laughs> eventually it'll wear off on you, right? Like that's the crazy part about smells is just eventually you can't smell them anymore. It's that's that's what fucking sucks about smells. You you smell them too much, then you can't smell them anymore. Yeah, smell them more, yeah. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. But that that's my smell recently. Gosh, it smells great. It's not terrible. It's not solvent-based because it's wool wax-based anyways. It just smells sweet. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> wool wax? Yeah, it's, that's what it's made of, wool wax. I, I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, wool wax. Good thing, because you know the next question is, what's wool wax? Yeah, I don't uh, know lambs. 
Lambs? Is that where they get it from? Do they kill I mean, lambs you get, get wool from sheep or lamb, but yeah. what's wax? Yeah. That's I they mean, sque- they, they squeeze the wet lambs and they make the wax. I don't know why I said that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lucas. What about you, man? Uh, well, first of all, I'm thinking about it. If you boys ever get your chance to get your hands on the hard Mountain Dews, they are all just fantastic. I got a couple brought back from my buddy who just got back oh, from man. Iowa. I heard they what? came out with that. What it's are like they? The, and, uh, hard Mountain Dews. Hard Dew. Mountain Dew. The, like, hard uh, Mountain Dew came out with alcoholic Mountain Dew. Oh, I forgot those came out. Are they good? Oh, dude. They, they're... <laughs> Uh, they're fantastic, but you can only get them in like Minnesota. Florida, yeah, I was gonna say Iowa next right year or maybe 2025, we'll get them here in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, I'll get them in MT next year. So, if you get your chance and you're in the state that has them, buy, buy a case, you won't regret it. Is it liquor store? I don't know. My buddy brought them back from Iowa, I think he got them from Walmart in Iowa. Road trip. Yeah. Who's up for a road trip? <laughs> yeah. Hard Mountain Dews, huh? Do you know what? Is it malt yeah. or is it some type of no, alcohol? It's, it's like or... a, I think it's a seltzer base. Uh, it's caffeine and sugar-free. But, I mean, it tastes just like Mountain Dew. A, a little different than regular Mountain Dew, but it, it has a real good flavor. All right. We've been talking about lakes and boats. My all-time memory of a lake was Mellow Yellow. Did anybody ever have Mellow Yellow back in the day? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'd sip on some Mellow Yellow while I was fishing. Oh, no doubt about it. Love Mellow Yellow. Oh, yeah. All right, so did you pick your uh, scent? Yes, I did, actually. It took me a minute. But I have this, uh, my distributor, my local distributor, one of the truck guys, he uh, he dropped off a case of uh, like cherry scented solvent based dressing that's in aerosol cans, and like I don't do have, use it there's... for much, mm-hmm. but you know those plastic inner fender liners if they're real beat up on like a, a jeep or another off road or something that's lifted and it's kind of it just looks real dirty under there even though you got it all cleaned up I'll hit it with some of that to make it look nice and dark and. While you're in there with the aerosol and the cherry scent, oh, it smells so good. But yeah, I, I'm guessing since it's solvent based, probably slowly dissolving my lungs when I use it. But you know what? And or maybe the aerosol part too. I don't think you're supposed to be inhaling that part either. Yeah, no, probably not. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think so. It's only, it only comes out once in a while. <laughs> That is true, though. Anybody else use aerosol tire dressing? Maybe it's not even cherry scent. There's plenty of aerosol dressings out there, and you're absolutely right. I forgot about that. Like, sometimes those aerosol dressings just have just an amazing smell to them. Good call, Lucas. Good call. All right. Nick, cooking with Nick. So, like, I have a bad habit of any chemical that I have in my shop or at home, I open it, and I take a big old whiff of it. We have this guy on our team at Tesla that – I'll say this. He's no longer with oh. us for oh. other reasons. Oh, but, I was about to say. 
I had a guy <laughs> on my team that really liked to mix chemicals. Hey, can you get the stain out of the seat when the other professionals on the team couldn't? But somehow, he'd mix up things that shouldn't but could. Whether it be naphtha and other solvents and chemicals or whatever, there'll always be a bottle laying around of just like, you don't know what's in it, but it might kill you. What's the easiest way to figure out what that is? Smell it. Smell it. <laughs> all the time all the time now in my personal collection i have iron remover the wires iron decon which is a clear fluid and a whole lot of out like alcohol 99 percent alcohol both of these liquids look identical but they smell very different <laughs> how do you tell the difference when your bottles aren't labeled because you only have four bottles Spray on your hand or something to smell it. You shouldn't do that. Which scent do you good. like? Is it the iron remover or the alcohol? What do you think? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> alcohol mostly, but like, I don't know, man. I, I love the smell of, of like aerosol tire shines, even though they're so cheap. But like, just smelling anything in general. I like it when products have a smell. Especially snow foams when you, when you foam it, it's probably bad for you when when you smell things. But like, damn, I like smelling things. <laughs> well, that's a quote right there. Damn, I like smelling things. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, you got an update on the uh, shrimp? Yep. Hold on, we'll take it. Looked like you were frying oh, them up. Goodness, sir. We are uh, in progress. Ooh. Now, Nick, I had a question before. When you get those shrimp, are they like pre-shelled and everything, or you buy them? You buy them with everything on. You take all that stuff off. These are fresh out the ocean, with the shell, with everything on them. You fry them like you, that. You got to process them. You got to do all the work to them or okay. whatnot. But yeah, I mean, it's just. Or you stained them though, right? You took that black line out of it. Yeah, you took the black line out, right? Absolutely. Um, birthday. It's yeah. His birthday. Hey, Nick's mom. There's Nick's mom. We haven't seen Nick's mom in a while. All right, hey, Nick's mom. Come mom. Back. Hey, Nick's mom. We need birthday spankings. Is what we need live. Oh, on we need so birthday spankings. <laughs> 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 <gasps> 24 huh 24 baby that's Ooh. awesome that's awesome all right uh let's go with derek and brian all right uh brian what about you brother uh what? mine would be uh we call a bug and tar but adhesive remover I mean, <laughs> that's true that's that true. was just one of the jobs i had when i was probably 18 removing car and man, every time i pull out you know open that metal can and put some adhesive remover in a we call it bug and tar remover but uh you spray that man it just eats your gloves and man the smell of it, it just it just memories <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right i always found it interesting that they would say bug and tar like <laughs> i mean combo <laughs> you're right he is a combo but i just always was like i mean it's tar right 
this is pretty serious <laughs> shit and it's removing tar. Like that's a bug. Like that sounds strange. Why would I be removing that? Like it's a combo, but I always thought it was strange. I couldn't do the both. I always used a bug cleaner and then used that bug and tar cleaner just, just for tar. Man, that's man back in the eighties and nineties, man. That's what you did. You just hit her with a bug and tar and just go to town. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some of them had that little citrusy scent to it. Yeah, they started coming out of that like in the late nineties. They started getting like a citrus, and that were that worked almost better for the bugs. You know, it was a little safer I mean, than the actual, you know, the blue he's from, you know, the bug and tar. But yeah, I still keep it in my shop, man. I when get something with on it you just spray that down watch the tar melt and there's nothing like it so and then you just, go over there and you're like sitting there going ah, and everybody's going what the hell are you doing brian you just leave me alone. I'm in my happy place happy place <laughs> that's hilarious that's a good one derek what about you brother i was gonna brian stole my thunder i was gonna say that really uh, for some <laughs> i don't know what it is it's but it's it's a um technician's choice makes an aerosol um, adhesive remover and tar remover that has like that citrus smell and then in, in a pinch turtle wax believe it or not sells one in Walmart that's actually pretty good it's an it's it's aerosol and it's just that like I had a truck where the guy drove through like a ton of tar it was all in the fender wells and we would just say they would spray it all in the fender wells and you watch all the lines come as it's dissolving all the tar and I'm just like Oh man, my, and my wife was looking that day. And she was like, "Stop smelling that stuff. It's not good for you." And I was like, "But it smells so good." Like, but they, you know, the crazy part is they put on the side of the bottle, like down near the bottle, like where it will say, like, "Oh, and a now orange fresh scent." And I'm like, "Well, why would they? Why would they put that on there if you weren't meant to smell it?" She's like, "That doesn't mean you should smell it." And I'm like, "But it smells so good." Like, so. Yeah, I guess it depends on what that scent is. If it's a natural scent, like a delimaline, or if it's a artificially scented. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks so much. That was a, a fun pub. Listen, I'll tell you this. Honey cinnamon pineapple double dry hopped IPA from Tups is it, it's a must get. Oh. It's an experience. If you find, if you see Tups, if that's somewhere in your area and you can find it, this is a it's a must get for just just to experience it. It it, it really is all three of those flavors. And I don't know how to explain it. It's not a harsh cinnamon, though. It's a very light cinnamon. But you got that. You definitely have the honey and you got the citrus in it with just a, a light, 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 like on the back note, just a hint of cinnamon. It's it's a it's it's really one of the most interesting beers I've ever had. Must must find if you can get it. It's it's a good beer. All right, guys, thanks so much. That was a fun pub. Uh, good talk, Brian. Man, thanks for hopping on. It, it's awesome uh, that you came on. Took a little time with us. Talked about some boats and took time out of your night, man. We hope to see you again sometime soon, brother. Oh man, it was awesome. Yeah, definitely, Joe Clean. Great to see you, brother, as always. Uh, fun times. Uh, Dustin, Derek, Lucas, pleasure, brother. And everybody go find uh, Cooking with Nick. Uh, it's underscore grooms. And go check out his uh, shrimp. They do look tasty. So, Dustin, and man, uh, five minutes. go Ooh. out and enjoy your boat this weekend, hopefully, and uh, have some time just relaxing, brother. I hope so. It's uh, it's it's a shop right now, so hopefully they get it finished up, and we'll have it back by the weekend. 
Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Guys, have a great week. We'll see you all next week. See ya. Hell yeah. See, see ya. ya. Hey, this is Marshall. I used to listen to a live event. It's called the Community Pub. We really want you to be a part of it. It's it's a blast. It really is. It's good times. Come on, have a beer with us, and uh, enjoy some community. Every Wednesday night, 7.30, it's Zoom ID 918-800-1188. So come be a part. It's the Community Pub. 918 918- 800-1188. Wednesday nights, 7.30 Central. We'll see you then. This is Marshall. Hope you make it a great day.